Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You have tuned in to Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay. I'm your host, Ross Harrop, local C12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, and I'm sitting in for my friend Jim Brangerberg as I do on the first Friday of each and every month. The show features the C12 group, our marketplace movement, and showcases the faith and the, and the business aspects of our local C12 members and our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and America. It is an exciting to highlight local C12 group members like our guest today and their kingdom companies who apply the principles and concepts that Jim talks about each day on his I Work For Him shows. My hope is that you will... Be inspired to take action on an idea that we talk about today or as you listen to one of our podcasts. First of all, I, I want to give thanks to Joe Weaver, operations manager here at the, at Salem Communications and Media Group, and uh, he'll be engineering the show today and taking your calls. Check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website, and while you're out there, please Please prayerfully consider joining me, Jim, Martha, and the I Work For Him Nation. Joe, I know you're part of that. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day, and you will be amazed at how you and they will be changed. Remember, you and I may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. I have my signed covenant above my desk as a personal reminder to be in prayer for my associates. So in the C12 group movement across the country, our motto is that we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad that you've joined us on this first Friday of December as we, really? We're into December already, Joe. Amazing. Yeah, 2016 started like five minutes ago. (laughs) It sure, in our fast-moving world, it, uh, uh, except for all the election uh, uh, stuff, then uh, that sort of made it seem a little bit longer. But here we are. We're into December as we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can use in your business. First of all, I want to uh, to let you know that uh, we have a C12 member by the name of Scott Broton. And uh, Scott is um, the—I like to say the steward— Sometimes you're the ambassador for Christ at Central Laundry, St. Pete. That's right. You're right down there in um, 
in in St. Petersburg down there on Central Ave, and it's an amazing operation. And before we get into giving a description about what that uh, laundry operation uh, that God has you stewarding, I want to I want to just start off for folks getting to know you, Scott, and um, and how you have seen Christ at work in your life recently um, that that revealed the ongoing work that He's doing in your life. So, would you kind of share that with us? Sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity because for me, I've owned a laundromat for 15 years. Prior to that, I was in the corporate world for 20 years. But what happened to me? in 2009 is just above and beyond, is when I turned my life over to Christ. And up until that time, I was always trying to figure things out myself, always going the wrong way, it seemed like. At that time, I chose to get involved with our church, get involved with reading the Bible, getting involved with the reading scriptures every morning. In fact, since, since that time, I have journaled and read scripture every morning, every day. And it's just amazing what God can do. So there are folks listening in the car that are saying, wow, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't have that quiet time every morning. I don't have that discipline to, to really get into journaling. How did you begin? What was that like for you? Well, it, it was such a great opportunity for me. It, in fact, it started with my daughter who uh, gave me a prayer book of, with scriptures in it, and I promised myself, and at that time I promised God, that I was going to read that every day, 365 days a year. And then from that, I just had thoughts that came from God that put went on paper. And so what the greatest thing about for me, working it in the morning, is I started out on that that God high. Yeah, so it, it's the way that you really kickstart your day. Yeah. And that's uh, great. And so obviously... You, you started with one small thing. It was a gift from your daughter with the book, and you say, all right, I'm going to start small, and I'll do that each and every day. Exactly. And then what really launched me was when I decided I'm going to read Proverbs every day. One, two, three. Today happens to, uh, to be the, uh, the second, and I, I read that today. And so that just helped me learn more about what I was all about. And it hasn't always been that way, so I just want to encourage those of you listening today that aren't in the the discipline of quiet time every morning, start small. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to start the year and say, I'm going to go through the entire Bible in a year, but if you've never read the Bible, start small. Right. You know, read, read the book of John. That's a great place to begin. And if you really want to start even smaller, start with the book of James because it's a short uh, book of the Bible and just and have, a, have a, a small success up front. Hey, we want to give folks an idea uh, of, the, of the business that you have today, right? So we're going to drill down throughout uh, our time to, together today uh, into your laundry business. Uh, but first, give our audience a broad overview of your business, Scott. Well, what we do is we're a laundry facility. Uh, we offer self-service. People can come in and use our washers and dryers. We're fully staffed seven days a week. And we have developed a program and, uh, for washing and folding and delivering and picking up uh, both commercial and residential laundry. 
So in the 15 years that I have owned it, we have transformed from a self-service only to one that is primarily uh, one that goes out and does business with other residents and uh, commercial businesses and does their laundry. And uh, it, it's it's neat for me because one of your clients is uh, is is Jaycon uh, mm-hmm. Salon and Spa down on Fourth Street, and they have a couple of uh, uh, of great operations there, and uh, one of which I, I go to on on a regular basis. And uh, and I I looked uh, as the uh, young lady was putting the uh, towel around my neck, and I said, I know where that towel got folded. That's and, right. Uh, and, and I know it was done with pride because I've been to your laundry and met the, some of the folks uh, yep. um, that work there, and it, it's it's incredible. I, I I hope that during this this hour together in ministry in the marketplace, Scott, I want to to really capture the fact that God is using those with a multi million dollar and billion dollar operations, and He's using those in uh, in, in small. Uh, businesses that uh, like yours, right? God, God is just so great, and, and you know I'm truly a believer that you know life is a journey; it's not a destination. My journey with the Lord, when I turned my life over to Jesus Christ in in '09, was fantastic, and really, what that meant is both my parents had passed away, and I did not turn my life over to Christ until they had passed. Yeah. Give us an insight into the influence that your dad had on you as a leader. Um, well, I think I think the biggest thing that, that my father was, he was a disciplinarian, and he came from the old school, and he, he grew up with uh, without a father, and, and uh, he just worked, uh, w- went to the University of Minnesota. If you all know Minnesota football, Bud Grant, and he, the same age group that uh, that he was in at the University of Minnesota, yeah. but never yeah. never graduated. He went to work, started having children, said, hey, I have to put provide food. He did that, went to a small town because he felt that it was better for his family to grow up in an environment in Red Wing, Minnesota. And so we moved down there. He, he started a uh, took over a company that was very small, maybe five, six people, grew it to 150 people with 500 independent insurance agencies throughout the, the upper Midwest. But the the biggest thing, and I think the, about my dad, was he was somebody that just came across as, I will help you, I will guide you, and then I'm going to get out of your way and see what you do. And you said earlier that your mom and dad didn't get to see you as a as a believer and that knew you in Christ and that's that's so important i think for people to understand is that at a, at our wedding uh, with my wife teresa and i uh my mother gave us a, a bible and i said great put that on the shelf and i always was one that went to church and and tithed but always never anything else in, in, as far as that went. But what happened was my, both my parents had passed away, and that was after that I started to say, hey, I have to wake up. And I married the most wonderful person in the world, Teresa Broughton, and she is uh, just my angel. And so she influenced me also to say, you know, we have to do something different than what we're doing now. And so what it was is that we turned our life over to Christ. We actually had some friend of, friends of ours that was uh, a pastor that baptized us in a pool. 
uh, that started us out and said, hey, we got to change things. And from that time on, I started my reading. I started just changing myself a little bit at a time. My wife was a great supporter. But I went to my sister and I said, you know, I'm a believer, and she's always was a, a strong believer. And she told me, says, well, the thing is, Mom and I have been praying for you for 40 years. Wow. I mean, that's an, isn't that incredible? Incredible. It, it also is a great reminder to those that are sitting out in traffic right now, and you're thinking about your life and the, the people who you've been praying for for 40 years, mm-hmm. sister and mom praying for Scott. And ultimately, you have shared with me that, uh, and I don't want to betray any confidence, but you've said that you know, you are sure in your heart that God gave you, Teresa, as that not only moral compass, but that person that has helped you stay close to Christ after the passing of your mom and dad. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She is the cornerstone of my life, and I I just... she is a person of true faith and a believer and one that will help uh, just about anybody in this world uh, to get to be a, a believer. Um, and so the thing that also I wanted to share is that I have three children, 25 is my daughter, my sons are 30 and 32, and I know that they're believers. I know they believe in Jesus. I think they're in the same position I was. And so I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm not going to bang them over the head with a Bible. I'm going to show them how I live, and that's the better way. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? I might be dead, but they're going to find Christ. Absolutely, I'm sure. So there's, there is a big difference between believing and, and really submitting and being obedient to God's will in, in, in one's life. Great point. Thank you for that. And so... So you you go from this large, successful company where you have 150 or more employees that are are reporting to you, right? Um, How did you make that move? You come down from Minnesota down to Florida. How did you make the move from the insurance industry, having all these employees at your disposal, and purchasing a laundromat. Well, it wasn't uh, wasn't something that had in my my sights when I came to Florida. <laughs> it wasn't on your bucket list. It wasn't on my bucket okay. list. All but right. the, the biggest right. thing about this is that when you go out and say, you know, I think I'm just going to play golf. I think I'm just going to go this and do this. And after a while, you're bored. And I I said to myself, you know, what is there out there? And I had had some success in the uh, the business. We had accumulated money, and so. Teresa and I uh, had a nice lifestyle. So I uh, was researching and, and saw a laundromat uh, um, owner's conference that I attended. And I said, oh, that looks like I can do something. Yeah, just just collect the money and yeah. the, the coins, right, at yeah. the end of the day. You just How get hard the could that be? How hard could that be? Uh-huh. Yeah, I only have to run 20% of the time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now <laughs> that Teresa and I invested a tremendous amount of money and time and I know that both Teresa came from uh, a successful business career as well as I did. And what we absolutely know, and I read the Bible, it's gone. It wasn't something that was God-given. My parents were God-given. My fa- mother and father were true believers, true followers of Jesus Christ. They were the ones that set the company up to help to sell it. 
I happen to be there at the right time. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of folks out in our audience who are in that position. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it was coming to Christ that, that was the game changer for you in this business that God had clearly has given you. Oh, absolutely. There's no question in my mind that, uh, that we uh, should have been bankrupt, out of business, many, many times. And for some reason, and I'll never forget it, I would tithe on Sunday, knowing my checking account we didn't have any money on Monday. God would have a check in the mail. And I've heard that from different people that speak in, in, in facilities, but it, it's true. And I think that it just is God's timing, not mine. So as you take over this operation, you, you get to your knees, find out it's not as easy as just collecting the coins. And what, what was that like for you to, to go from this company with all of these employees? What was the hardest part? And you now have, uh, I know it's a eight, eight uh, staff and uh, some of the most loyal people that uh, that you can find and uh, i know how much you rely on them what was what was that like was there uh, or was it just that peace that christ gave you in in that transition oh I, I, the biggest thing for me was that i came from a uh, a person of pride absolutely pride <laughs> now you're the guy who said that you read at least one or two of the Proverbs every day. Yeah, there isn't, there isn't a book in the Bible that talks more about pride uh, than, than Proverbs. Right? And it's the, the one thing that I had to find out, and God just let me stumble along until I found out that, hey, what about being humble? Humility. And what, when you find out in the laundry business and you're pushing a laundry cart in a hotel or getting somebody's... Um, laundry from them, uh, you learn a lot about yourself and about other people. And I learned so much about myself of who I was by seeing how other people kind of reacted to, oh, that's a laundry guy. You say just the laundry guy, but what what I have found in these four months that we've been working together is that you love what you do. You have a passion for it. You have a passion for the people and uh, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, throughout the hour uh, because it comes from this commitment that you learned from your dad about service, excellence. We'll get into that. But um, give, the, give the audience a glimpse into this humility because your typical day is that not a, of a guy wearing a uh, coat and tie any longer up in Minnesota. What, right. What's a typical? Give us a glimpse of. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, it, it really did. It started out as many things do. Is I had a, a white Altima that I was renting, and uh, I would go and pick up laundry, and I'd stuff it so uh, full that I couldn't see out the back window. And so we did that for a couple years. That's all I could afford. Then we went to a, a van that with no air conditioning, and again, these are stories that I've heard people tell me. And I go, oh, really? Guess what? It really is what was <laughs> yeah. happening. And I went then to another van, and finally uh, we were able to buy a box truck and so we could go and service our customers. But the, the thing about the laundry business is one of the greatest uh, wake-up calls I had was servicing uh, a Jewish woman who was about 75 years old, uh, 
really couldn't move that well, so couldn't get up downstairs. And we went and picked and pick up and delivered her stuff for years. Her name was Mary Lou. And I'll guarantee you, I sat in that woman's chair next to her hours and talked about God. And, I mean, I grew up a Lutheran. I knew nothing about Jewish. And this woman would just pour out her whole history. And it was probably the greatest education I ever had in my life. And what an impact you had on her life because she was on this upper floor by herself and the laundry guy. Mm-hmm. comes alongside. And I say that now, just knowing the kind of commitment you have to service. So you're not just the laundry guy who's just cleaning somebody else's laundry. You're performing a service for the Lord. And as we said in the, the opening of the show, you are, and in perhaps in that woman's life, Mary Lou, perhaps you were the only Jesus that that woman ever knew. Right. What what a what a what a great testimony! Um, you joined the C twelve group six months ago, and and you've been on a, a growth journey personally and professionally ever since. And we just have a just a, a few um, a few moments here before the break. So I want you to be thinking about Scott what that experience has meant to you. And this isn't meant to, to be a, a, a promo for C12, but um, I just want you to be thinking about that. All right, today on Ministry in the Marketplace, we've been talking to C12 member Scott Broughton about his life's transformation through God's grace. And uh, we've been talking about how he's been on a journey personally and professionally ever since he accepted Christ. So you joined the C12 group this past summer, five or six months ago. What has the C12 experience meant to you uh, as you lead Central Laundry St. Pete? I think we have to go back to four years prior to that is when I first came to a C12 meeting with Joe Cannell of JCon, And I had kept up with emails and so forth, and I just... Uh, wasn't in a position to do it. So then uh, Scott Hitchcock got a hold of me uh, when I answered uh, an email, and we got together. And the biggest, the reason that I joined CQ12 immediately that day is he says it's been four years since you've been in, you know, at a meeting at C12. I said, I'm joining right now. I went to the meetings. Ross was the leader of our group. Uh, there was people in there that of like-sized companies that have like-minded Christian beliefs. I just felt right at home. And so for me, it really was saying, you know, I need somewhere that I can go and be trusting and and at peace with with who I'm with. Isn't it amazing, Scott, that, that you can go into a room, and it's called the C12 group because it's the Christian 12 and Buck Jacobs, as he founded it almost 25 years ago, um, believed if it worked for Jesus, it would be good for us. And so isn't it amazing, though, that you can have people from totally different businesses? Because in that group, we have a dentist, we have a doctor, we have the owner of an insurance business, tax accounting practice, uh, several of those uh, folks we've had here in the studio sharing. And uh, so there are 11 others that that are joining with you. Uh, What is it like 
to have those individuals serving as your advisory board members? Well, what's, what's helped me is to realize that in today's world, in a small business, we have all the same goals. We want to have a customer. We want to collect for the services we provide. And then we have expenses, and the, at the end of the day, we have profit. So these people all have different lives. They have different businesses, but we're all after the same goal, and it all is being just a steward of God. It's just you walk in there with this group, and I just had a a feeling of great peace. And in fact, that's what I've developed into the mission statement and the vision for our company at Central Laundry St. Pete is it providing his peace of mind in all that we do. And I say that more times in my van, in my car, (laughs) now and when traffic is crazy, whatever might be happening, providing his peace of mind. When you really get down to it, that's what our service is as a laundromat. We just want to provide a peace of mind that you provide us with a a dirty laundry. You're going to have a peace of mind that is going to come back clean. You, You shared with the group that one day that there was a tear in, in a uh, in a was I think a, a pillowcase, mm-hmm. and and you knew that and you could state unequivocally that that pillowcase had not left your shop with a tear in it because you know that that your staff not only has ex- accepted that as their vision, providing his peace of mind in all that we do, but. I love your mission. Share the mission because you you uh, you you and I worked on this, and you you went back and forth with with uh, your staff members and making sure that everybody had buy in and that they uh, were accepting. But this really came out of your heart. So share the mission statement. Mm-hmm. And the one thing about my mission statement for our company, it is our experienced team delivers amazing time-saving laundry services for our residential and commercial customers. But the highlight of all of this is that God did bless me with a woman by the name of Connie Copeland that absolutely is the shepherd in our laundry business. Throughout St. Petersburg, a wonderful Christ-driven woman that I've been having the pleasure of working with for 12 years. So with that, uh, our other employees reporting to her, being around her, and people being around her. We we are a family. Whether you're coming to do your laundry there or we're picking it up or whether you're an employee, it's all about family. And isn't it amazing how that that you can permeate the culture of your company because you've taken a stand with this vision and this mission statement. And I love the uh, the core principles that 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 you created. Uh, share those with us because I, w- I want our audience to understand is that it's a simple first step because you have to declare it before God that I am I'm going to integrate the Sunday morning sermon with the Monday morning madness, mm-hmm. right? And so so share these core principles that are the foundation and the beliefs by which all of your staff make decisions and and all of your systems and procedures are built on. Just share them for us. Sure. And one thing about core principles is that they are non-negotiable. 
and they serve as a filter for our policies, procedures, systems, and decisions for all of us. Every employee, including myself, is and it's faith, family, integrity, peace, and trust. And when you really boil it down, without that, you don't have much of a life. And so what we've been able to do with our team is start the process of giving everybody the opportunity to be a part of that core principle. And isn't it interesting that this loyal band of employees now, these eight employees, uh, understand they don't have to wait for you to be in the laundromat. They don't have to wait for you to respond to one of your commercial accounts or one of the of the condo complexes that you pick up on a, on a regular basis, they know based on these principles, the core principles on which you've built your business and the culture for Christ, what we call a kingdom business, is they can make a decision right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, they, so they, have, they have the full authority. And to tell you the truth, we see and touch every piece of linen that goes through that our laundromat. We don't use a big machine and throw them all in and, and hope somebody folds it up. Our people are looking at it. So we also tell our clients to trust us that if there is a tear or a stain or something that's in that linen, you know, we'll let you know so that you don't have to put it on a bed and, and your customer is unhappy at your hotel. So therefore, again, peace of mind. And you knew unequivocally because of who your employees are, and uh, because of where that rip was, no, it was you were standing there, and that's part of the integrity is mm-hmm. I stand with my employees. We'll make it right, but you know that uh, how they're uh, how they're doing their work, and mm-hmm. that's that's phenomenal in today's world. You participated in a very special C12 experience yesterday called a Day of Unity. We had 148 C12 members. Uh, They gathered from Lakeland to Clearwater. Um, What was your takeaway as you heard the vision of the the new president who has been on this show uh, with Jim and I? um, And you heard that vision that Mike Sharrow shared. What was that like as he talked about the C12 movement? Well, for me, it was my first experience to be at an annual event such as this. And what I looked around, and I saw some of the members that were 20-year members, 10-year, 15-year members, and you could tell the attention span that they had. They were zeroed in on everything that our president was saying. And to me, that shows a lot of respect for anybody that can hold that kind of an audience. Because you have to you have to know, he came on after lunch. <laughs> so anybody that comes after lunch right. has, has better be very good. And I thought that he, he shared with me that the movement of the C-12, the Christian facility, is something that anybody can be a part of. You just have to make a choice. Like I said, four years went by like... You know, and then and and you recognize the Holy Spirit was saying to you, oh. "Now's the time." Now's the time. Yeah, thank you for that because I uh, we talk about C twelve as we've grown now to well over fifteen hundred members across the country. What started here in Tampa Bay almost twenty five years ago now has eighty five full time chairs like myself. It's an amazing thing, and uh, what's clear is that that 
that we are an organization out of necessity and a movement by choice. And uh, our listeners today, if you are the owner of a business, or perhaps you are, you have a, a, a place in a cubicle, do what Scott's sister and mom did. Pray for your owner that, that their hearts may be turned to creating a kingdom business. In C12, Scott, we talk a lot about being intentional as a kingdom business, and our definition uh, that you've heard too many times from me is one that is Christ-centered, God-honoring. Tell us how you are intentional about your faith as a, as a Christian leader in your business. Because I, I know that not all of your employees are Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just share with our audience what that's been like. We have a, a, a spread of different individuals, different uh, age groups. Uh, three of my workers are from Jamaica. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, Connie, and, and her husband also works uh, for us, and a young guy named Dale that's driving the, the truck. You know, all different backgrounds. But the thing is that when you mention Jesus Christ, that everybody's ears perk up, and they know that that's what I'm about. And they know that if I can be a steward, if, I, if that's who I have to be, I have to lead by example. And so what, what we accept as behavior, whether it's music, a TV show, whatever, or people that are in there, it's Christ-based. Isn't it interesting that once you made this decision and the, 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 all the challenges didn't go away, but, but it was now about, okay, God, help me make the decision and, uh, of, that I need to make each and every day to build your business. It, it was a game changer for you, wasn't it? Right. The game changer, I think, is, is going back to the Bible and, and, and what Jesus had told Peter, that before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. How many times have I denied Christ? In my business, in my personal life, the freedom that has opened up with knowing Jesus Christ better, learning more about what it's all about and to be a Christian, to join C12, to be surrounded by people with the same ideas is is a game changer. That's uh, that's what all of us need to do mm-hmm. is to know that when, when we are obedient and we... Uh, fall in line with God's will for our life, it's, it'll all change for us. So Scott Broughton is the steward, CEO, president of Central Laundry St. Pete. And uh, share with us, just as we close out today, uh, just uh, an example of, of that transformation that you've been through and uh, knowing that you're living a and uh, creating a kingdom culture, really. Uh, it's, it's a culture that's not only um, seen by those employees and the customers, but, but, but many others. So give us an example of how you've had been able to uh, share this intentionality as a kingdom business. I'd love to, and it, it really is uh, close to my heart. It's that I have a little goddaughter. She's uh, Her name is Isabella. She's about five years old, and she lives far away. We don't see her that often, but talk on the phone or FaceTime, whatever. 
And she had to do a project for school. And she says she calls me uh, her uncle. And so uh, what she says is that my job is a clothes washer owner and that I love to eat ice cream and, and Dairy Queen. But the thing that that just is so significant in our world when we think we're not making a difference is that this little girl says he had, he is super because he loves me and God. And it, I mean, really, how can you not just break down and say, thank you, God, for changing my life and put me on the, on the right path with Jesus Christ? Scott, it's been, a, it's been a joy to have you here. And I, as I hear about Isabella, I'm reminded about your sister who prayed for you to accept Christ as she had and as your mom and dad had, and she prayed for you for 40 years. And, uh, and, and so what an exciting difference you're making, not only in Isabella's life, obviously, by how you lead your life, but also for your employees, for your customers down there on Central Lab, but all of those you touch, uh, because I know that there are many businesses across the greater St. Petersburg area, uh, that, that there are academies that you do their uniforms and you do towels at hotels, that you are making a difference in, uh, in many lives across St. Pete and elsewhere. And uh, you are the Jesus that they get to see as you come in, as you're singing, as you're impacting, uh, even on those late nights as they're coming into your laundromat. It has been a pleasure to have you here today. And uh, as we come to the the end of another I Work For Him show, I want to thank you for listening to I Work For Him today. And when you get home today, please take time to go to our website, iworkforhim.com. Scott, I hope you'll, you'll do this personally. Please consider joining the I Work For Him Nation and praying for your employees. You've, uh, you've heard Scott Broughton talk about the transformation of his life. You've heard him talk about the importance of being with other believers. And in his case, the C12 group has impacted how he runs his business, even though it's far different from others uh, that are in his C12 group. Uh, I trust that you've been challenged by Scott Broughton's story today, and you too are going to integrate your faith into your specific role at work. Our workplace is our mission field. And in the mission field in which you serve, you may be, as Scott is, the only Jesus that co-workers and employees may ever meet. They may not go to church, but they have an opportunity to worship the living Christ and they get to do it through a culture that you've created. You've been listening to I Work For Him, and uh, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to to work with uh, Jim and Martha as we we serve as co-laborers in the marketplace. I hope that you will uh, tune in on Monday as Jim has another broadcast that will meet your needs as you become that Jesus in in your little area. It could be a big company. It could be in that, that small laundromat that you're meeting the needs of a particular population. Uh, I've been in there, Scott, and I know that, uh, that people gather there because that you provide his peace of mind in all that you do. And uh, you have an experienced team that delivers amazing time-saving laundry services, but you're doing 
far more than that. So, folks, join in with Jim on Monday. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your guest host, Ross Harrop. I am a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him. <laughs>